So by doing that, we've built an identity for ourselves. And so we have this identity that we've built for ourselves and we're in this place where we're having a certain amount of success. And it's really hard to let go of this level of success to be able to get to the next level of success without diving into the identity that you've built for yourself because that identity is the thing that's going to allow you to get to the next level or not. Welcome to Marketing Unfiltered, where I ditch the highlight reel and share the unfiltered truth about how to get clients online. The good, the bad, and the OMG, thank God I'm not the only one. I'm Sophia Para. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Marketing Unfiltered. I am so excited to have Carmen on the pod today. We had a conversation that I clearly needed to have. And what I usually find is that if I needed to have this conversation, the community needs to have it as well. So she literally, I'm not kidding, she like spoke right through to my soul today. I even said that on the podcast. I was There was like things she was saying where I was like, oh my God, I just can't even believe how much this is vibrating through me right now. We spoke a lot about upper limits. Uh, she shared signs you're hitting up against your upper limit. I could not believe this part of the podcast. Literally every single sign I was hitting. And it just made so much sense to me to hear her speak about this and what these things mean. She also offered tips on how to break through those upper limits. And she was so specific down to how things are going to feel in your body so that you can really gauge what things look like and mean for you as an individual. And she also, of course, went into what the heck an upper limit means and the importance of breaking through it and what actually is possible when you do break through it. So again, so much juicy stuff inside of uh, our conversation about upper limits. We also talked about work-life balance and does work-life balance actually exist and how can we achieve it? How to give, receive, protect, and harness our energy for success And I also loved learning a little bit more about how she structures her schedule to harness her energy. I thought it was so interesting and important to understand more about how she values her energy and actually what that looks like. I feel like I have a lot of conversations with people inside of this community who feel burnt out, who feel like they're doing all of the things and spreading themselves too thin and just don't know how to make shifts in their schedule to really protect their energy. And she definitely talks about that and gave me so many ideas around how I can be doing things differently and better. So like I said, truly so many practical tips. And I felt better after listening to her speak. There were a lot of things I needed to hear in this conversation. And like I said earlier, I feel confident that you're going to feel the same way. So with that said, Carmen, welcome to Marketing Unfiltered. The amount of times I have been on a podcast and we just start chatting and I'm like, damn, we should have been recording this. (laughs) Mm-hmm. so often, you know? Well, I teach it to my clients too. I'm like, if you're doing Zoom, like you need to set your settings to automatically record. Yeah. And they're like, but what if people don't want it recorded? I'm like, you can turn it off, but guess yeah. what? You're never going to forget. Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But uh, what I was saying is I looked at your stuff and there's two things that really popped out at me and that was upper limits okay. and balance. Like this, mm-hmm. like it does this thing exist? Like those two topics I feel like the coaches in my life are experiencing, are struggling Mm -hmm. with, are talking about. If a conversation goes somewhere Mm -hmm. else from starting there, like that's fine with me. But um, I just know that those are two topics that I like definitely pulled some questions around because I was like, Mm -hmm. people are wondering, having me, this is on people's hearts. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I think those will be really great, and that goes along with what I had emailed you about. Is just like I just feels like trying to be catchy, like five principles to significantly change your life and business. You know, so we're going to talk about all of those things with everything that you just said. So it's perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, how are how are you doing? How was your new year? Oh, it was great. So yeah. we um we just stay here. We live in South Beach in Miami Beach. So um but there's great fireworks and we just stay home. We dress up, but we stay home and just like watch the fireworks and that sort of thing. And then I had my birthday on the fourth. And oh, we good. actually um yeah, my husband and I we uh we started the Daniel Fast. I'm not sure if you're familiar with what that is. No. Um so it, it's more, it's not about health. It's about uh, spiritually fasting to like make more space for God. So whatever you believe in, you could do it to make yeah. more space for stillness, for, you know, 
whatever it is, listening to your intuition. Um, but it's about like no cause. It's just basically fruits, nuts, seeds, vegetables, um, which is different for me. Um, so that's been really, really, really good. We did it one other time prior to moving here. And it was like the clarity that we needed in order to like know that we needed to be here in Miami Beach. Um, so we're just looking to see what what it brings. So oh. the first few days were rough, though. I just want coffee. <laughs> I mean, I do like protein. I like animal protein, but can I have some coffee? <laughs> yeah. I stopped drinking coffee in May, and I have not had a day where I don't think about coffee since. Like, I just, I love coffee so much, and I stopped drinking it mainly because I... I, I have this like racing heart thing where mm-hmm. I don't actually know if it's a physical thing or if it's anxiety. Mm-hmm. I, I've always ha- I've always navigated anxiety and and it, it looks like different things depending on the age I'm in and the stage of my life. But there's it's yeah. there's always anxiety there. And so for a while, I thought my racing heart, which I had, especially when I checked my email, I thought it was just anxiety. But when I changed my business and I stopped getting stressed about checking my email because like I started loving my business again. So the email checking was more of a joy than it was mm-hmm. like a burden. Mm-hmm. I still had that racing heart thing. Maybe not with my email, but other things. So I'm currently investigating if that is something else or if it is actually anxiety. And while I figure that out, I'm like, okay, I'm going to cut the things that just naturally give you like jitters and sometimes coffee does. Yeah. Like, okay. I just won't have coffee. So I don't know if this is a lifelong thing or a temporary thing, but oh, I just fucking love coffee. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I do. I do love coffee, too. And I mean, I and um, like we're just drinking water. Right. So, yeah. I mean, you could have decaf per se. Yeah. But um, the one part you might not know about me is I am a certified holistic nutritionist. That's how I started my coaching practice was like in the health no and way. field. And so, yeah, so it could be the type of coffee that you're drinking. The coffee that we drink in brew at home is called purity coffee. It's okay. um, produced organically and how it's refined. It doesn't give me jitters, but I'll go out and I'll have like I can have two cups of coffee at home. Fine. And I'll go out and have two cups of coffee somewhere else. And I will I'll I'll note I'll notice it. So that's one thing. The second thing is um, when people talk about anxiety, it's always challenging for me. Um, it could just be like your nervous system. Mm hmm. Have you yeah. got, dove into like your nervous system and how to kind of like calm that and how chronically activating that, like we're addicted to that chaotic state inside? Oh my God, I feel so seen right now. Um, I, t- <laughs> I totally think this is, yes, I totally think this is me. Actually, someone put this in my head recently. And so it's interesting you're bringing it up again. Um, Kate, Kate Northrop actually said this mm-hmm. when she came on the podcast, she mentioned this to me. And then recently I commented on her post and I don't think she remembers the conversation she had with me mentioning this, but on the post, she said the same thing. She was like, honey, I think this is nervous system. So it's just weird that you're bringing this up again. This is all in the span of like Mm -hmm. a few weeks. (laughs) So, okay. So let me teach you this. So in my community, we never say that's weird or I can't believe that happened. We do not believe in coincidences. Everything is like supernatural divine intervention. So we we don't say any of that. We always say, of course, that happened. Thank you. More, please. Because we want to live in plain offense. We want more of that. More, please. More, please. We want to live in a state of expectancy that those good Mm -hmm. things and those signs that are coming to us that we know and can trust that we're on the right track. So, of course, that happened. Thank you. More, please, for Sophia around the nervous system, because I think this is her ticket to feeling inner peace and being able to have coffee again. (laughs) That is the entire mission, really. (laughs) And now we're done with the podcast. <laughs> and you can have coffee. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Mean, honestly, if we if we could get me back to coffee in a way that feels really, really good, I would be such a happy camper. I think my husband would be happy, too, because he also mm-hmm. cut coffee. I mean, I, it's funny. I actually I don't know why he cut coffee, to be honest. But when he had the courage to cut it is when I had the courage to cut it. But now he's mm-hmm. like wants to get back on it and and he's now doing it for me where he's not having it so that I don't feel (laughs) so I don't feel Mm -hmm. left out um Mm -hmm. but my husband I think would be so happy to hear this conversation he's in the next room let's see if he's listening (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay so to kick things off with our spill the tea are you ready Carmen everybody dive in let's (laughs) do this spill the tea let's spill the tea let's go (laughs) 
let's rumble or no wait what like, let's get ready to rumble sorry okay there you go yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> my husband used to be a boxer so i literally think about that every time i'm about to start anything <laughs> okay if you could go back in time and give newbie carmen business owners some kind of a warning like don't do this thing or start doing this thing earlier what would that be so the start doing this thing earlier is put the systems and automations and people in place before you need them. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because what happens is and what I did, I'm thinking back to, OK, so when I first started my my coaching practice, it was just a coaching practice as a holistic nutritionist. I had about 20 one-on-one clients, and then I had about 75 people in a group coaching program that was a weekly nutrition program where they would get menus with recipes and all the nutrition facts. And I was sending them via Gmail with a spreadsheet and blind copying everyone, hand typing it in. I didn't even have an email list. <laughs> like I didn't have a preset email list set up. Um, so how much I say all that to say, because how much time I spent away from working within like my gifts and my zone of genius on some of those other things. Whereas if I think there's something to be said about starting before you're ready. So yeah. get in there, start before you're ready. But it takes preparation and it takes these systems and automations. And when you can have discipline systems and automations in your business, you can have freedom. But what happens is we get started and then we say, I don't have time to do that. Yesterday, I listened to the most wonderful, wonderful call about the changes of the emails. But it was like I wanted to gouge my eyes out the whole time because it's not my thing. It's not my gifting. But it's so important. It's imperative to my business that I understand this and get the people in place to do the things that I need to do in order for my emails to still be making the impact that they're meant to be made and I'm meant to make in the world. Um, so you you do it and you create the systems and discipline. So that's what I would start earlier. Yeah. And then the what I would not do is have this idea that I'm going to get somewhere and then I'm going to make it and then life is going to be just wonderful. And I'm not going to forget about enjoying the process. You know, something I uncovered, I think maybe I shared it with you, actually, something I uncovered at the end of last year is we always say we want to discover things, right? It's it's the journey. So that's like what I'm talking about here is thinking that I'm going to get somewhere and I'm going to make it and then I'm going to be happy and I'm going to have all the things that I want. But I forgot about the journey. And it's not really the journey. That's that's what I've uncovered. It's It's not about the discovery because the discovery ends something. It's like, it's it's singular. It's about mm-hmm. the exploration and being happy, like expanding your happiness from your starting point right now and exploring. And so when you're first starting your business, if you can say, okay, right now I am the destination and I am on this exploration. And along the way, there's going to be so many discoveries that are going to be awe-inspiring or uh, big lessons that I'm going to learn, but also will make me better and have fun along the way. That is really the advice that I would give. So I wouldn't just think like, oh, once I get this, then I'll be happy. I'll be successful. I'll be fill in the blank. Oh, my gosh. I love both of those pieces of advice so much. I just Mm -hmm. adore them. Mm -hmm. I'm curious on the automation piece, because I can relate to that, too. I did a lot of that. Mm-hmm. What was your reason for not doing it? Was it was it linked to money? Was it linked to just not knowing how to do it? What was your reason? Both. But it was heavily driven um, by money. So money yeah, mindset same. and having a scarcity mindset without knowing that I had a scarcity or lack mentality. Um, that was that was the biggest thing that that was driving it for me. It was like, okay, I could hire somebody. I mean, I was re- resourceful. I've always found myself to be a very resilient and resourceful person, but because I had that block, thinking that there wasn't enough, um, yeah, that was the yeah. biggest thing that stopped me. Same here. That's so interesting. We're, I think that's going to come up later again. Um, so mm-hmm. speaking of your email list, getting it back to like some nuts and bolts of your business, mm-hmm. what's your favorite way to grow your email list? Mm-hmm. Right now, my favorite way to grow my email list is to help people uncover their true gifts. So I have a quiz called the Superpower Quiz. 
And so it is a mix of, I put so much time into this. It is a mix of like the Enneagram and emotional intelligence and human design where you answer these few quick questions and it gives you like, okay, here are where your gifts are and here's how you could maximize them. But hey, you know, on the other side of gifts, like there's something else where we can like take them too far to the other side. So these are the things uh, to watch out for. Um, and that is my favorite way to grow my list. So quizzes have just been such an amazing way. I love a good quiz. Um, and I think every business could create a quiz that really like evokes something inside of of their audience, of the of the quiz taker to get them on their email list. I am so freaking excited to start to make a quiz this year. I'm so mm-hmm. excited because I mm-hmm. agree. I think it's such I take quizzes all the time. Like I want to take a quiz to find out what kind of cheese I am. Like I literally mm-hmm. want to take mm-hmm. Quiz. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So quizzes have been great. I'm looking to create a new one. Um just every one of my big goals this year is making everything like significant and have depth. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I saw you post about was not just um, creating content to create it, you know, yeah. like consistent complacency. We don't want that. We we want to make impact. Yeah. So um, having a, another impactful quiz because I've loved this one so much. Oh, that's good. I love that. Everyone think about start thinking about some quizzes because I think that's exactly mm-hmm. the bandwidth that I'm on as well. Mm-hmm. If you were challenged to have one client in the next five days, what would you do or wh- what do you like to do to find and convert that client? Hmm. If I was, oh, okay. So you're challenging me within these, okay, my number one thing is personal reach outs. So I am big on um, not being transactional, but developing relationships. Oh my God. We, we are all about this on the podcast. You are in such good company. <laughs> so for example, a, a friend texted me this morning and was like, ah, you know, you know, it's like one of those SOS texts. We all have those moments, like nothing's going right. Yeah. You know, like my business, blah, 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 like that. Right. And so I, I read, read her text and she is, such a just a beautiful, beautiful human. And everybody is just electrified by her energy and what she has to offer. Um, She teaches storytelling in my in my coaching academy. Um, And I just told her, sit for a moment with God, like be still or just sit, whatever you believe in, meditate, be still and think about some of the amazing people that you've worked with in the past. Who comes up in your mind? And how can you reach out to them instead of like from this place of I need a client, this place of like, I want to help somebody today and people will come to mind and then you can actually reach out to them. And you know what? Because they're on your heart, because that's been delivered to you, because you've listened to your intuition, you're going to remember key points or maybe you're really good like me and you save a folder in Dropbox and you have a bunch of notes on them. Um, (laughs) Either way, either way, it works. Um, Oh, my God. (laughs) It'll probably be both. We're both intuitive. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so then you can reach out to them and check in with them and just let them know, like, you want to support them and get on a call with them. Get yeah. with them. There might be a way that you can help them. But when you're coming from this place of I need it, it goes back to that lack mentality versus I want to help. You know, I've been thinking about this a lot is um, one of my uh, one of my mentors recently challenged me as we were talking about my my meditation practice. And he goes, hmm, that's great, Carmen. It sounds like you're meditating to be a better doer. And I was like, oh, I am. And he goes, how about we meditate to like spread like so much of that energy and loving kindness that you have? And it was just such a good reminder going back to that need or want, right? Like that I'm going to meditate so I'll be in this peaceful state so I can achieve my flow state so I can read my book and da 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 right? But it's like, no, no, no. We're going to meditate so we can achieve the peaceful state so I can be so open-hearted that I can share it with everyone. And when I put pen to paper, what I'm writing is going to flow through and I'm going to envision people reading it and have their book in their hands and making an impact in their life and they're changing their life and it's different and the energy is different. I really went on a tangent on that one question. So no, but I love it. it. <laughs> No, but I love it. And I love how you're linking this with client generation, right? Because Mm -hmm. I think what tends to happen, this is the reason why I asked this question, is because 
so often someone will come into my world and say, I've, tr- I've done everything. I can't get a client. Nothing works. And Mm-hmm. And sometimes there are there are more foundational issues there, like the the course isn't really something that people want, and there sometimes there are things like that. But other times it's that people actually aren't doing everything. They're not they're they're showing up with this, you know, this need as you as you mentioned, and because of that, they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot. They're not mm-hmm. allowing themselves to get creative. They're not open to new ideas. They're kind of just thinking, oh, the way I need to get clients is to post on social media and essentially beg for them. But that's not like there's so many ways that you can show up authentically and with generosity and wanting to actually serve people where you can just be attracting clients, you know, people Mm -hmm. can be sliding into your DMs. And that's an energy thing. That's an energy Mm -hmm. thing. And that's also about, you know, how you show up in the world. So I actually love the tangent that you went on because I feel like (laughs) it's all linked to that. (laughs) And also feeling better in your business, too, because I feel like that would also affect how you feel in your day-to-day business. Mm-hmm. I guess I know you would yeah. agree. Yeah, I agree. And it affects how you show up. And I like to think of social media as a complement to mm-hmm. your business, not the only thing. Um, and if you can 100%. show up with that energy and aliveness and authenticity and you, with the heart of wanting to make an impact. Uh, and I always like to say that it is social media is really for um, creating and connecting. Yep not for consuming. And 100%. so right there is, and let's just say that this podcast is all about radical self-honesty. It is, it's about checking ourselves, where am I consuming versus where am I creating with that fun, that joy, that energy, that aliveness, and and that, that, that desire, that want to help people, and where am I actually connecting with them? You know, for when people are just getting started with their business, I'll always ask like, oh, how many people liked your your last post? And they'll be like, oh, only eight. I was like, eight people? No way. Did you go to their pages and interact with them and talk to them? They're like, no. Well, why not? That's the the relational part that I'm talking about is like, it's not just a transaction. It's a relationship. You know, you want to meet you want to go up, someone want to come up to you and go, oh my gosh, I love your earrings. And then you just freaking walk off. <laughs> right? Oh my God. Yes. Um, In terms of content, what is your favorite place to create content? Like favorite platform or type of content that you enjoy creating? Mm, Instagram is the place that I have hung out for a really long time. So with this year being a real stretchy year for me and looking at to up-level many things in my business, my new favorite place is actually LinkedIn. Oh my gosh, I love it. Tell mm-hmm. me more. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what, what makes you so, love it there? Yeah, so part of the work that I do is in my coaching business, I started you know, about a decade ago and people started asking me, can you come teach like at my workplace, do a lunch and learn, speak here, collaborations. And so I unknowingly became a speaker. And Mm. then I decided, oh my gosh, I love this. And so I started speaking more and I became a keynote speaker. And so that's where to hang out for all the leaders and entrepreneurs and the corporations and the places that I want to connect with around speaking, because that also led to taking my coaching principles into more of a leadership setting and using them in the corporate workplace. And so I found at first it turned me off with LinkedIn. If anybody's gone on LinkedIn and then you immediately get all of the same messages that are something like this. Oh my gosh, Carmen, it's so great to connect with you. It looks like we have so much in common as blah, blah, blah. I would love to connect with you. It's great seeing you here. And then like if you message back, then they're like, oh, I have this free thing that you can sign up for. And you're like, oh, oh my God, that drives me crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But there is, so once I got past that, because that was this limiting belief is that's the only thing that's on there. And I have friends that are really successful with, um, building relationships, just like I talked about on other social media, like on Instagram, building relationships on Instagram, building relationships on LinkedIn. And so that's really what I'm looking towards right now. And it's a great source of looking up information as well. So if you're looking for, um, if you want to know who the point person is on a certain event, or if you want to know about like podcasts or businesses, you can use it as like a search engine to find and connect with people. Oh, awesome. Okay. Mm -hmm. I love that. What a good answer. Mm -hmm. And then 
finally, when you're feeling nervous or anxious about something in your business, like maybe there's something that you feel like not totally confident about, or it's just one of those things where you just kind of like, oh, that's not my favorite thing to do in my business, even though I know that it's something that like I have to show up for it for the time being. Mm-hmm. Is there something mm-hmm. that you do to get out of your funk around it so that you can show mm-hmm. up for it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Again, it depends on what it is. This year, I'm really thinking about um, like the 80-20 principle. So most of our results come from like 20% of our work. Yeah. Yet, because we're so comfortable, and what I talked about before is like being complacent, is we're usually working in like our 80%, which is yeah. not our gifting and which is not the things that things that move the needle. So if we're talking about my 20%, what I've done this year specifically is I've really created this really strong vision for myself and my team to significantly impact the lives of over a million leaders and entrepreneurs and doing that through high-level collaboration and learning and connection. And so we're creating this really strong vision so that I have a plan in place and I have my work delegated out each week based on my energy And I'm saying all this to answer your question because it's the pre-work that you have to do to help set yourself up for success. So each day I have my tasks that I'm doing and it's not based on the amount of time I have. It's based on the energy that I have for that day. And so if something comes up and I start, you know, you have that off day where you're like, yeah, today is like yesterday was coaching in my certification academy. And then I get so hyped from coaching that I record my podcast after. And I just wasn't filling the podcast. And so I sat for a moment. I thought about who I was impacting, the message I was going to be sharing, the big vision that we have, and how it feels when I keep my commitments to myself and how I have to keep them to my team in order to be able to keep my team, right? And so then I was able to record the podcast. And the thing is, if you just get started, if you commit, so here's the little tip, commit to two minutes, like commit to starting, you're going to get momentum. And momentum and moments leads to movements. And so momentum is going to bring you the motivation that you need because no one starts with motivation. Um, So that's what I do. But there are some times where it's not an expansive 20% thing. And I'm just like, my ego is just like kicking in saying, oh, you can do something else trying to keep me small. And I push through because I, I want to do that. There are times when I feel like I'm constricted. Like I'm meant to be doing, like I'm set up to do something. And so in those times, I sit with myself and I really ask for guidance. Um, I believe of a Christian faith. I talk to God, but this could be just talking to your, yourself, listening to your inner know- knowing, your inner voice, whatever it is, and just feeling like if this is right for you. And I actually do not have any qualms on canceling or saying no or actually just not say giving a reason something came up i'm not able to do this um but that doesn't happen very often um but when it does it's definitely it should be used as like a a flashlight saying like what am i saying yes to here is am i saying yes to the things that are aligned on my vision or am i just saying yes because i've always said yes and i've always done this it's like it's like a check-in. And maybe you do show up. There have been times when I have showed up and afterwards I was like, okay, it's it's not good or bad. Nothing's ever good or bad, right or wrong. It's just all information. It means nothing about us. We never want to make it mean something about ourselves. But it's you show up and it wasn't a right aligned fit. And then you're like, okay, now I know. Perfect. I'm not going to go to that event. I'm not going to say yes to that again. And uh, recognizing like, when did I say yes to this? What was my state that I was in? And how could I possibly like change that in the future? This is that's a really, really amazing tip. Actually, there's two things that like really stuck out to me. The first thing is the I can see how much you protect your energy. Like you're really thinking about I'm going to do like even when you said I'm going to record my podcast after these coaching sessions because I'm really my energy is is where I want it to be going into that mm-hmm. podcast episode. So you're kind of like planning your day based off of, okay, this is what my energy is going to be like here. So that's when I'm going to mm-hmm. do this. And you're thinking about it that mm-hmm. way, which mm-hmm. is insanely powerful for someone who doesn't do that to hear. Because mm-hmm. I can see productive wise, that just sounds like so logical. Like, oh my gosh, why haven't I been doing that from the beginning? Because so often I'm like doing something where I can just feel like, oh my God, I'm like not in the right headspace for this. <laughs> do you know what I mean? 
but mm-hmm. it's on my schedule. So I'm just going to show up and force myself to do something that doesn't feel great to me in that moment. And I'm sure that affects quality. I'm sure that affects just me, you know, long term mm-hmm. and short term mm-hmm. and probably the message that's being heard on the other end as well. But then the Mm -hmm. other thing I heard is this feeling of being constricted and like pausing and asking like, okay, what is that about? And investigating that. Now, I'm going to ask a very stupid question, I'm sure, because there are no stupid questions. But also, it feels kind of silly to ask because I have to say I'm not a pro with work-life balance, upper limits, and a lot of the the stuff that we said we're going to talk about today. This constriction piece, though, I know what that feels like. And mm-hmm. I, I feel that a lot, actually. And I'm curious. What, what does it? Yeah. What does it feel like to you before you ask your question? Yeah. It's in my chest. Like mm-hmm. it, there's, it's mm-hmm. kind of like a tightening. And mm-hmm. it, it, it almost feels like a li- not not truly harder to breathe because I can breathe fine. But it's like if I could describe it like anything, it does feel like a little harder to breathe, like very slightly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, even as I'm describing it, I can start, I'm feeling it because I'm talking mm-hmm. about it. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. sometimes I feel that in like my business where it's like maybe a few years ago that it, whatever I was doing at that time felt great. And now it doesn't feel great, but I'm just doing it because it's like part of my schedule and it's a habit or something like that. So mm-hmm. I'm curious, this constriction piece, like, is that something that you use in the upper limit conversation? Like, like how how do we identify our upper limits? I guess that's the better way to, mm. to ask that question. Such a great question. So first, a really good resource for this is uh, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Uh, he talks about um, upper limits. And it was um, when I read that book a number of years ago when I was first introduced to this idea. And the idea is really that You know, you, I, most of the people that are listening to this podcast have achieved a certain level of success by doing certain things. So by doing that, we've built an identity for ourselves. And so we have this identity that we've built for ourselves and we're in this place where we're having a certain amount of success. And it's really hard to let go of this level of success to be able to get to the next level of success without diving into the identity that you've built for yourself because that identity is the thing that's going to allow you to get to the next level or not. So how do you know if you're upper limiting yourself? Well, some of the things that um, I really took away from that book and I've been coaching on, I've seen in my own life and my client's life is if if worry comes up a lot. It could be worry about anything. If worry starts coming up a lot in your business, maybe worry starts coming up in your relationship out of nowhere. I I, I do things holistically, and so I like to talk about all aspects of our life, not just our business. Um, So if worry starts coming up in one aspect of your life, then that's when you say, okay, stop, slow down. What am I feeling right now? Maybe you're feeling constriction. Maybe you're maybe you're unsure of what you're feeling. So here's the thing that I had for a long time. I was the one that was for a long time. I was the one that was I was like carrying like 10 shopping bags on each arm that were cutting into my arm. Someone asked me if they could help open the door for me or help me. Oh, no, thank you. I've got it. And then someone jumps on my back and I carry them too. And I'm always fine and nothing is ever wrong. And I was just always fine. And so what happens with this upper limit thing is a lot of us have built this identity and this um, this way of doing with ourselves and our nervous system and our mentality and how people perceive us on the outside. And so we don't, we can't even put a finger on how we're feeling. When I say, how would you like to feel today? If everybody answers that question right now for themselves, a lot of people say productive, <laughs> accomplished, like, oh, great, that's doing. How about feeling? Like, I want to feel, I knew that this podcast was happening and your energy is just so magnetic. Like, I'm going to be so enthusiastic today. Like, I'm so <laughs> freaking pumped. Let's go, <laughs> right? And so that's how I want to feel today. That's a feeling yeah. word and I can feel it in my body and it feels good. But being constricted feels the opposite of that. I want to feel light and free every day. So being constricted is going to be physical things. You're going to notice your, your posture is worse right? Like your stomach might feel like a little uncomfortable. If you've had any past injuries, that's going to be achy. So for example, I pulled my hamstring like 
I don't even know, eight years ago. So I'm 43 now, however, do the math on that. Um, with my nieces, I was like, of course, like, Aunt Carmen, do the splits. Of course I will. And so I do it and do it again. And then I pull my hamstring. Anyway, so I have this old injury, but um, <laughs> I, I can almost still do the splits again. I'm working on stretching. It is a goal this year. Um, but what happens <laughs> with this constriction in your body is old injuries will come up. And we think, oh, I need to stretch more. Oh, I need to work out more. I need to stand. I need a new chair. When really it is, no, I need to stop, slow down, and pay attention to what's happening in your body and how you are feeling because there is something here for you with this misalignment. And usually it's turning that mirror back on yourself, which is the hardest to do, which is people who have reached a certain level of success they don't want to do because that means that we're going to have to look at the things that we need to heal, the things that we need to grow, the things that we need to expand, and the things that we need to let go of that are keeping us safe and keeping us small and keeping us comfortable. Um, So upward limiting back to like what Gay Hendricks said, worry if you find yourself in criticism and blame a lot. And here's where I was at with this one when I first read that. I was like, I don't blame or criticize people. And then I'm like, oh, hmm. but how freaking hard am I on myself? so hard on myself. In fact, a couple of years ago, I realized I was still having an issue with making mistakes. And if you have an issue with making mistakes, like if you make a mistake and you're really hard on yourself, know that you're at an upper limit because in order to get to the the next level, you're going to need to fail a few times in order to get there. And if you're not prepared for that, well, then just like turn around and go back home. Um, because that's how you get to the next level. The other things that you might find that you're doing often is deflecting. Yeah. So if I say, Sophia, your you know your energy is so magnetic and energetic, and you're like, oh no, you're like instead of like, yeah, yeah I receive that. So if anybody deflects compliments, just take these words right now. Thank you, I received that. Whatever people say, thank you, I received that. Um, getting hurt or getting sick often is a sign of upper limit. Hiding your significant feelings is another sign of upper limits. And um, not keeping your commitments to yourself or to others is a sign of upper limits. Because what do we do when we don't keep our commitments? Usually there's like some excuse or, or blame or reason reason tied to it. And so you won't know what constriction or expansion feels like until you slow down Stop what you're doing and pay attention because there's something for you, either in the misalignment or the alignment. And most of the time it comes back to this idea of we're all rushing through our life and we're not present enough. And when we're not present enough, we can't experience the emotions in our body. And emotions in our body are actually what lock it in to our memory. So if we're not experiencing emotions in our body and locking it into our memory, what we're not doing is marking those points in time and our subconscious where we did something amazing and it felt so good, which builds our confidence and motivation. Mm. Mm. And so if we're not doing that and if we're not present enough to do that, then what happens is we just keep going on the everyday, on the mundane and the things that we've always been doing. Holy shit really freaking massive mic drop like the mic the mic is so big it exploded (laughs) um okay i'm so like holy shit almost everything on this list i'm experiencing so i'm like damn i wasn't even aware that i'm hitting an upper limit you know what i mean Mm. so so i'm for the people who are like okay shit like you just said a lot of things that are on my list right now. Mm-hmm. What does that mean for us? Like I, I should have asked this in the beginning, but what what is that? What is us hitting up hitting up against an upper limit actually mean? And mm-hmm. is there something we can do to break through? Yes, and yes, and yes. So it actually means that you're ready for your next level expansion. And this is actually the work that I do. So I work with successful leaders and entrepreneurs and coaches to get to their next level in their life, business, and freedom, because that's really what we all want is freedom, right? Um, So you can get to the next level, but you have to be very, very clear on what it is that you want, where you're going, and you have to be ready to know that you have to let things go. Mm. So... I'll, I'll give you an example from my own life that um, where that whole idea of consistent complacency came from, because I, I will be the first person to say I uncovered it for myself first before I started talking to other people about it. So 
at the end of last year, God really told me like, you can't be doing these women's retreats anymore. You need capacity. Something big is going to, I'm moving something big through you. So I would host um, across the world women's retreats for around like 15, 20 women. So expansive. Like it felt so much ease and so much flow. We were making such a big impact. People from there would sign up in my coaching academy. It was just beautiful and wonderful. So I'm like, what? I'm letting that go because it's coming with ease, right? It, it, it yeah. felt constricting, but it's, you have to have capacity for this new thing. So I'm like, oh, okay. And you know, the year before that, I let go my one-on-one coaching practice. So I'd always carry 10 one-on-one um, clients that I would be working with, which a bulk of my income came from so that I could start my coaching academy. That was like, ugh like a big jump, right? Okay, so I'm going to let go of this. I'm only going to take two clients per year um, because it's really high level work that we do. And so I can have capacity for the coaching academy. And then he's like, no more retreats. And so what's came through is like, you need a big event where you're going to be amplifying the voices of not only the people in the room, but all these amazing connections that you've made over your decade of your coaching practice. And you're getting them on the stage to create a new generation of thought leaders and heart-centered individuals who are going to come and impact the world in a new, big, bold way. Now go and do it. And I'm just like, oh, what? (laughs) So you're telling me that you want me to let go of this income again so I can step into this new thing. And so I'm, okay, I'm in it. I am am in this. I am doing it. I am being obedient and I am going to do this. And I start putting the, I I hold my feet to the fire. I I fly to the West Coast and it's going to be on the West Coast in in Oregon in September. It's called Amplify Your Life. But I fly to the West Coast. I know people at some hotels there. I make appointments just to go and see because I didn't, like my smaller retreats, I could I could bust out a a budget of what I thought it was going to be and negotiate it. But like, you know, like 500 people. I I don't have any idea. So I hold my feet to the fire and I go and I get some bids on things. And then it really comes through the real location that it needs to be at. And I'm working with them now. And so that example I'm giving is that, so then I start working on it. I'm going to work on the little details. I'm going to do my 20% in order to make this big thing happen because this is big. Who do I need to get in place? But what I found that I was doing each and every day, I would have those things on my calendar based on my energy, but my ego was trying to hold me back. I was upper limiting myself. And I was like, oh, let me get into Asana and let me update, make my project management really pretty. Let me go over here and let me just do some social media creation. Let me just do these things. And then I sat there and again, it, it came where it was that moment where I needed to stop and slow down and pay attention. And God told me, he is like, oh, great job being consistent. You're being <laughs> fucking complacent. He didn't say it like that. But to me, I said it like that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, dang it again. It's just like when my mentor called me out and he's like, you're doing a really good job med- meditating to be a really good doer. Like, dang. So I still that to say is like you have to start taking action, but you need to gain clarity. And usually it means letting go of something. Because what the 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 systems and disciplines and rituals and things that I did to get to this level of success where I have multiple six figures and I want to grow to seven and do this, make this bigger impact in this bigger way that I'm being asked to make, it like the, I can't do the same things to get there. Yes. So this week I onboarded a new employee. And granted, how's the financial forecast looking? Like it's gonna come because if you pick the right person, they are. It's not gonna be like oh, uh, you know, like a, a downside, right? They're gonna help you make more money because I'm gonna be in my twenty percent, you know. And I don't have all the answers, but I know that getting really, really, really clear on it, and then like visioning it, seeing it in your body every day. I listen to this song that I know is gonna be the song that I'm gonna walk out to. That's just like gonna pump everybody up at this event, and we are like going to do this thing. So I'm like visualizing it again because I feel it in my body. Yeah. It's, I'm making it. I'm making it real. And then taking action every day. And all those things that we talked about is planning based on energy and working in your 20%. But you have to start first with being radically honest with yourself. Mm. Where are you being complacent? Where are you BSing yourself? Because there is no time in 2024 to be BSing ourselves anymore because now is the time for action. And if I feel like I have a lot of energy and enthusiasm, it's because we're in Capricorn season and I am like a Capricorn and I am like sun and moon Capricorn and I am a Capricorn. So like we are ready to go and everybody can join us. That's always my invitation. Like 
Be the yeah. one to show the world how great life truly is. Ah, oh, uh, I love this. I, I seriously love this. <laughs> um, can I ask a question about this? What yes. if? So, uh, like you, you seem. I am totally making an assumption here, but you seem super connected, right? Almost like. You know, this is this is something you've been doing for a while. So mm-hmm. like like your the messages, I'm sure that's not the right word, but like there's some clarity sure. in here. Like you know how mm-hmm. to hear them almost, right? Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. if someone's listening and they're like, okay, I'm I'm so aligned with this, and yet it's also new to me, and I'm not mm-hmm. really clear on what I need to let go of or what that next level looks like. Is there something that they can do to to gain that clarity? Mm-hmm. Yeah, life should all be all about feeling good. So what do you need to do to feel good each and every day? So first of all, it starts with um, making sure that you're taking care of yourself because if you're ready for the next level, you can only reach that next level to the level that your body can take it. And if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not eating good and moving and drinking your water and slowing down, and when you have feelings or things that you need to talk about, don't hide your significant feelings, talk about them, learn how to express your emotions, all of these things. So taking care of yourself, first of all. Secondly, like tactically, you should sit down and you should look at your calendar. So get out your phone, look at your calendar, and you should make a list. So on one side, put expansion and one side constriction. And look at the things where you really felt expanded or like you got energy from it. Like it wasn't Mm -hmm. like it was draining you. And then the constriction side, put the things down that really like maybe you felt like this sense of dread every time before going, maybe before going to like, maybe you're you're, uh, um, a parent and you're on the PTA and every time you go, you're like sense of dread, but you're doing it because you feel like you should to be like a good parent get out of there. Like, peace (laughs) out, right? Like, you don't need to do that to be a good parent. That's just a small example. But make that list. And then sit down and really look at your list. Because some things, so from a business, tactical, financial standpoint, some things you just can't abandon right away. Like I mentioned, I I went from 10 to 2, but I also had other income streams that were coming in, like for my one-on-one coaching clients when I started my certification program is what I'm talking about. But I had other income streams coming in. So sometimes you can't abandon it right away, but you can have your exit strategy. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you can. Sometimes you can just go all in on the new thing. But look at that list and then take some time to really understand like how it's feeling in your body. Write down some feelings words. Um, I do have a whole list of feelings words if that's something we would like to like include in in, in the show notes. But yeah. write down how do I want to feel every day? And then really be self-aware every day of the things that are helping you feel that way versus the things that are not helping you feel that way. And every day, if you can get closer to feeling good and feeling how you want to feel, then gravitate towards those things. And if you start doing that and start feeling good, more is going to come to you. It's like it's like showing up each day with this lens of possibility and playing offense in our life versus showing up each day with this lens of like lack and like what's going to go wrong and I have to do these things, which is is playing defense in our life. And so many of us are showing up and looking for what's wrong in life and playing defense versus playing offense. Um, so I think just being so super self-aware and then this is going to mean like letting go of things, asking for help, delegating, because maybe you keep doing something, but you hire someone to help you. So it frees up your capacity to make money or do something and serve impact in a different way over here. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. The thing that's also coming up for me, and so this might be switching gears a little bit, Mm -hmm. but please, I I think this is very linked to also work-life balance and the fact that so many people don't have it. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and so for some, I think this is for me, a vision I have of myself that I am just like not letting myself really step into for whatever reason. I've been struggling with this for a really long time is work-life balance. Like mm-hmm. I, I I know that the, the vision I have of myself as a CEO is someone who does have peace in her life, who has a shit ton of fun and is still doing really well in business. It doesn't have this obligation or this feeling of obligation to show up every single day and sit at a computer just in case (laughs) just in case Mm -hmm. something wrong happens i want to available i want to like put out the fire Mm -hmm. available i want to like put out the fire Mm -hmm. whatever the Mm -hmm. stories i'm telling myself right i just can sometimes trap myself and make myself feel like i can't 
take a full vacation or whatever it might be. And I know Mm -hmm. speaking to so many people who listen to this podcast, I know that's something that a lot of people struggle with. So I'm just I, I I'm just kind of curious in terms of work life balance. And let's just start with a question that I'm I feel like I already know the answer is is work life balance from your opinion is this is it possible? What what does work life balance look like or can mm-hmm. it look like? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I am not really a fan of the word balance. Mm-hmm. Balance means like equal. When you think of like yeah. balancing a budget at the bottom, it's a zero. Like I don't want I I know that things in my life are not always going to be equal. I don't want zero. Yeah. Um, so we'll just get rid of the word balance and say work life integration. I love that reframe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So work life integration is definitely possible, but none of none of this anything that we're talking about today you can't have it unless you're really clear on what it is that you want and where you're going. Yeah. Because the overwhelm and the stress and the anxiety that you feel is not because you have too much on your plate. It's because you're you're not clear on what you want. So you're saying yes to everything and everyone and it's freaking exhausting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what we really need to do in order to integrate, and I've and I've kind of dropped a, f- a few of the principles, but is to get clear and then to step back and start reverse engineering how it's going to happen and start building our calendar. So if you want freedom, you have to have a plan. If you want freedom, you have to have disciplines daily. If you want freedom, you have to have systems. If you want freedom, you have to reduce the amount of decisions that you're going to make, which mean like maybe you pick out all your outfits for the week and maybe you eat the exact same thing every single day because that's disciplined because you've made it and you don't have to make the decision and it's not going to weigh you down and you're not going to have decision fatigue each and every day. It's getting really clear on what your boundaries are, yeah. communicating your boundaries in a way from a place of love and what what that means and what that sounds like. Um, I'll share one with you right before this. So I was so, like I said, so excited for this podcast because your energy, I wanted to make sure my energy was showing up correctly. And my husband's home today and I work from home. And so I told him like, hey, do you have plans after breakfast? And he goes, no, why? I go, oh, I really want to sit and just be with myself and be with my thoughts prior to my podcast for about 30 minutes. Would you mind leaving? Because what this is going to do, it's really going to help me gain clarity. I'm going to feel so good about the podcast. And then it won't be on my mind later. And I'll be more present with you later as well. And at first, like if you ask your significant other to leave the house, what the heck, right? What <laughs> If someone asked you to leave, would you be like, do you want to be around me? Right? But this is the part, this is the upper limit thing though, right? In no way did I say to him that I don't want to be around him. But if we haven't done the work internally, he's going to make that mean something about him. But he didn't. Yeah. He said, okay, I understand. But it was because I started it from a place of love. Hey, this is important to me. This is a boundary. And this is how it'll actually benefit us later tonight when we're together because I'm not going to be thinking about, did I say the wrong thing? Did I do the wrong thing? Because I was energetically in alignment with with how I was going to be showing up. And that's just an example of a boundary. Um, there's many boundaries, um, but most people are probably thinking, I keep sending boundaries, but everybody keeps crossing them. And oh no, that's where that radical responsibility comes in too, because they're not crossing up, you're allowing them to. Yes. So again, we got to clean up our side of the street a lot, a lot, a lot. It starts with clarity on what you want, where you're going, finding a plan and figuring out a system and disciplines that work for you. And there is so much that could go into this. I, something that I teach on are like just the high performance habits that you really need to get to where you want to go. Because without them, I, I mentioned one about taking care of yourself. Without them, you're just not going to get there. And if someone's oh. like, that's not true, then great. Science says it is. So, um, yeah, I hope I hope that I hope that answers your question. No, it's beautiful. It's beautifully answered. Another thing that I think keeps people a little bit trapped in this work life balance or lack thereof situation is I find that people get really distracted by shiny objects and they just mm-hmm. they just feel like, oh, X isn't working. So I'm going to look everywhere for Y. And instead of, I don't know, in, instead of whatever other option there might be, but for them, their only other option is to fill their plate with more things, even if it really doesn't feel good. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually mm-hmm. wondering as well, like for those people who are can relate to that, like, oh, yes, I get distracted by shiny objects. Everyone tells me I need to be on social media, but I fucking hate social media, but I'm just going to do it anyway because everyone says I have to. 
could, should, could we use that constriction? Um, what's the other one? Constriction? Expansion. Expansion. Mm-hmm. Could we use that mm-hmm. exercise for things like that as well? Like just mm-hmm. like tap into even strategies that people present to us and actually see mm-hmm. if we're feeling aligned with that. Would that work for that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would for sure work for that. Now, there's two things to recognize here. So we have this idea of our highest self and then our ego self. So our highest self is, you know, like when we're on a high, like right now, we're both like in our highest self. We feel good. We feel light and free in our body. It feels expansive. Like we want to be in this. We're fully present. And fully present means like I'm using as many of my senses as possible in this moment. I'm feeling all the feelings and the emotion. I'm grounding it into my grounding it in to my memory. So I'm feeling really good. That's my highest self. Now, my ego self, though, could creep in at any moment. You could say something that could trigger something in me that maybe isn't healed. And my ego will go like, what you just said wasn't right. Mm. Right. And so like you need to pull back. And then so my ego is like trying to like keep me small and keep me stuck and keep me safe. And so we have to be very aware of it if it's our ego self or if our if it's our highest self and what lens we're seeing things through. Without this self-awareness work, and it, it takes time, and you, you mentioned it earlier, you know, I've been doing this for yeah. for like a decade, so I've been doing this for a long time. So if you're just getting started, you're like, Carmen, I have no idea what you're talking about. That's okay. I used to not know what I was talking about either. But it's just being really, really aware of what's coming up for you and challenging yourself. Like, okay, is this because I'm just uncomfortable and I'm afraid if I fail what people will think? Or is this because this is really not for me? Like, what is the reason behind the reason? Like, what's like, dig a couple layers deeper. You can always ask yourself, like, why, why, why? Kind of like asking yourself a little bit. Um, The other idea here, too, that I think is the bigger player is to work to become intrinsically motivated versus extrinsically motivated, which basically means that I'm going to show up every day because I have an inner motivation versus an outward motivation. Now, for years, I had an outward motivation. So the thing that drove me was getting the like in my corporate career, getting the getting the awards and getting the promotions and getting the bonuses and getting to speak in front of thousands of my peers and, you know, all of these things, all of these attaboys. And when I left, I didn't actually do the inner work to understand that I still had that. So when I started my business, I was still looking for the number of people signing up and this, and I was tying. So if I didn't get 100 in my group coaching program, then I only got 75. I was making that mean something about me. And so I say all that to say, like thinking about we want to set goals and we want to have numbers and we want to have financial projections. But then we want to step back from that outcome want to say, okay, what is my purpose on the inside? Why am I doing this work? Like I shared earlier, I want to significantly impact the lives of leaders and entrepreneurs this year through high-level learning and collaboration and personal growth. And I know that we can do it together to start amplifying their voices. And that feels so strong to me. And so if you can have a strong why, you can be motivated from the inside. So when you launch something let me just say, I launched a group membership program this year and um, nobody signed up. And I was like, weird. And so at first, just like everybody else, right? Like nobody signed up. Like what? What? what what's happening? Yeah. Um, and so I could have very easily like said to myself, going back to what you said, well, maybe this is the wrong time. Maybe I'm not going to do it. Maybe I'm not going to move forward on on this anymore. But you know what happened, Sophia? When I when I turned it back to myself and I said, no, that's not right. I feel so aligned with this and I know that this is right and I'm gonna keep going no matter what the numbers say right now and I know that the right people will come because when I show up as my highest self and not listen to my ego self, I know it's gonna be right and some things just take time but society tells us that if it's not fast, fun, and easy, then it's not for us and we all give up. We need to stop giving up and we need to remember that when we see people being so successful, making these hundreds of thousands of dollars or hundreds of people in a program, that they're on their day like 20 year and you're on year three. And so it's going to take a little bit longer. But what happened to me is I reframed it. I felt so good about it. And then I realized that the zap, so the Zapier, um, it wasn't a linked properly from Stripe to Flowdesk. And there was a bunch of people that signed up. <laughs> it's all the zap just wasn't working. But I, 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 oh my God. 
what a good lesson. What a good reminder. Like I was like, thank you more, please. Even though that was like a challenge, right? Of course that happened. Thank you more, please, because that is my old thing. And I know at my next level, I know that it's not always going to be when I say I'm going to have 500 people in this room. Maybe it'll be 500. Let's go for 500. But if it's not, then I'm not going to make that mean anything about me. I'm still here to make an impact in this world that I'm meant to make because I'm motivated from the inside. I'm intrinsically motivated instead of extrinsically motivated. So keep going, keep going. And when you're asking yourself, how do I do something? The really the question to get to the next level is not how it's who. Who do I need that can help me get to the next level? Who's done it before? Or maybe I don't even know anybody that's done it before, but I know some cool people and I'm going to reach out to them and ask them for help. Oh my gosh. I literally, like I said, mic drop, the mic drop moment earlier was like so good. The mic was big. It exploded. I feel like it exploded again somehow. <laughs> like, like the mics just keep exploding, Carmen. I don't know. <laughs> no, well, this has been I such a that. fun conversation. And I try to give tactical examples like from my life because I want people, not because I'm like trying to toot my own horn, but I want people to understand like whatever level you're at or where you get to, it still comes back. Yeah. There's always a next level. These things that you've worked on always come back and they're always tests. And the test isn't that you it doesn't happen to you anymore. It's that you just come back faster and you've done the work to recognize that you can come back faster and you can keep mm-hmm. going and you can keep your momentum without so much of a so much loss of momentum. Yes. I love this so much. Thank you so much for sharing your genius here today. Like, I'm not even kidding. There's so much that you were speaking right through me to my soul. And I just know whenever I get that feeling, I know the community is feeling it too. You know what I mean? Like whenever it's coming through me, I'm like, ooh, everyone's feeling this. So I so appreciate you. And I also, you had mentioned a quiz earlier that I want everyone to take because just listening to you talk about this, I'm like, oh my gosh, everyone needs to take this quiz and find out how, like what they get and and how you can support them. So I'm going to drop the link to the quiz inside of the show notes. Can you just give us a little like just a little bit of what to expect when they when they take that quiz? Mm, Yeah. So when they take the quiz, as I shared before, it's called the superpower quiz. So it's really your true gifting. So the difference between talents and gifts, which we all have talents, but talents are the things that are we get accolades for that someone told us we are good at or we would be good at and we practice and we're doing it and look at me, I can do this. But the gifts, now these are the superpower. This is where the special sauce is. This is how you get to the next level. These are the things that you were given that you were intrinsically born with, the things that just come easy and flowy to you. And that's what this quiz is all about. So you answer like just a handful of questions and then you'll get an email to write into your inbox like what your gifts are. And it is it is like spot on. Like I said, it's it's a mix of human design, emotional intelligence and the Enneagram, which are all like personal awareness, like techniques, tools that that we use. But it also that the really good part is to watch out like to, you could watch out like what to watch out for, too. Like one of the one of the profiles is a cheerleader. So if you can imagine a cheerleader is amazing. We all need those in our life. But what would be like the downside to that? Sometimes we can do it to the detriment of ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. So it'll, they'll get they'll get that, too. And then I'll make sure to email them and, and share more about myself and like what my what my superpower is, too. So we can all connect as well. I love this. And where can we follow you, too? Oh, you share share LinkedIn yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's really easy. So the quiz is CarmenOling.com forward slash superpower. Um, but on all things, Carmen Olin, O-H-L-I-N-G. So LinkedIn, if you just type in Carmen Olin, Instagram at Carmen Olin, same with same with Facebook. So I'm on all the things at Carmen Olin. And I would love to hear from anyone. If anybody has questions, like I am the one that answers my DMs. Again, I'm about relationships, not just transactions. I'm not just here on this podcast for uh, a one and done. I'm here to build a relationship with Sophia and then everybody listening as well. Oh, music to all of our ears, because that's exactly what we do here too. So I'm so happy to hear <laughs> that. You see everyone, it. it's not just me who talks about this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And I do want to say thank you and recognize you for how you show up and the commitment that you have to your community is oh, so huge. You. And everybody can see that just merely through your presence. And that right there is true authenticity. So thank you for being well. Oh, thank you. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much. And like I said, like this entire podcast, like, there was moments where I literally was just like, oh, my God, I feel so fucking seen right now. Both the things that I'm probably actively hiding and the good things. So 
Thank you. What did you say to say earlier? Thank you. I received that because I tend mm. to deflect. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So thank you. I received that or just thank you. Right. But yep. receiving that also when you say thank you, like that's step one. But thank you. I received that. And you just like hold it into your heart for a second and yeah. it locks it in and it builds into your subconscious versus those other things that we tell ourselves in our subconscious every day. Right. Yeah. Because when you said that mm-hmm. as one of the signs, I was like, holy shit, I mm-hmm. literally am the worst. I cannot take a compliment at mm-hmm. all. So when you said that, I was like, so, not, I so that is going to be your work. That's going to be your practice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm working. I, I'm not good at it yet. So we always add yet to everything. And then just I'm working on it. I'm getting better. Yeah. I'm getting better every day. It's about 1% better every every single day. The rule of 100 says if we practice 18 minutes a day, right, then yes. we're going to be better than like 95% of the world if we do it oh. for 100 days. So let's all just take 18 minutes to do something good for ourselves. Damn, that's powerful. What a powerful way to end this conversation. Thank, Thank you so me. much, Carmen. Give yourself a pat on the back because you made it to the end, which means you gave yourself and your business some time today. If you found this episode helpful, I want you to know your support is what makes it possible for us to keep making it. So it would make my day if you gave us a five-star rating and review. I also want to make sure this podcast actually answers your marketing questions, like for real, for real. So if you're a coach and you've got a marketing question that's keeping you stuck, just DM it to me over at Sophia Para on Instagram. Or if you're in the United States, you can text it to my personal number at 917-810-2418. That way I can share resources or create a future episode just for you. See you on the next one.